Hey everybody, I'm Daniel. Hi. I have my wonderful co-host Sam. This is Endless Appreciation. That was a little bop. That was our little little bop of a of a intro music. We love to see it. We love to hear it. We don't really see it. We hear it. Uh, Do you think the intro music, now that you've heard it enough times, has, has informed the type of energy you'd like to bring to the opening of every podcast? Because I no, I think my energy uh, informs the music. You know. No, so this is, I mean, like, realistically, I'm a, um, I'm an extroverted, excitable human being that draws energy from interacting with other people. So within like two to three minutes of like starting to record this, uh, even if I feel exhausted and like don't have anything and, and I'm just (laughs) not a functioning human being, I will feel (laughs) like one within like two or three minutes. Because I, like uh, I, I, I'm just drawing your life force from you into me. Thankfully, it's not too exhausting for me. I don't get like uh, too too worn out too quickly. Can I just say, in case anybody out there has struggled with this, it's totally unintuitive and it's ridiculous. Uh, they don't make it obvious, but you you might notice the my camera looks pretty nice. I don't know what camera you use, but I have the um, uh, the cinema display, the XDR. Yeah, the fancy. You have the, the fancy really boy nice one. one. Of course, you have it's the fancy so nice. boy one. Do it's you so have nice, the extra thousand dollar glass? I do, of course. Of course, the, of the course. diamond etched mat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. <laughs> but here's the thing: there's no camera built into the screen. None. All that money, and it's all for high quality, whatever. And uh, so, uh, the new feature on the new iPhones with iOS's uh, continuity camera is amazing. I love using it. Uh, but for whatever reason, I could never get it to work in Chrome through Riverside, which we used to record. And the reason why, I thought it was just a bug or maybe I had Chrome blocking something. So I checked like permissions forever. I was just tinkering around. You have to have the, the phone. This is, I guess, a security protocol. So not any, bra- so anytime it's a browser based interaction, you have to have the phone turned off, locked, unobstructed camera views and, uh, stable in a landscape orientation once only when all those uh criteria have been met will it even show up as a, an option to choose it as a camera and then it boom beeps right into continuity uh, mode but it's like hey it'd be nice if they had a little notification if you want to use continuity mode where we you know we can detect that that's something you'd like make sure you do all four of these things because i would just like have it in my hand and like testing it you know before i put it up and mounted and all that and that, that's why it wouldn't even show up as an option, just a no camera. So that's another reason I'd be consistently five minutes late, because I would be like, surely the most recent update fixed something. And so I would plan on that and then have to unplug my computer, put my laptop on a little stand, and, and use the crappy. And now that you're a whole new man. You're, you're, you've nice. got depth of field behind you. You know, you depth look nice. Field. If you're watching on Sam's YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Sam Heard Photography, like and subscribe. Uh, you Heard can see photo. how much. It's really oh upsetting whenever I can't swoop in and get the I am the Sam handle. I mean, you but. joined Glass early enough that you could have just gotten Sam. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Well, I would almost rather just be consistent. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I'm just saying it, yeah. you had the you had the opportunity. That was honestly that's like taken by now. <laughs> yeah, it, it is it is long gone. Uh, first names are great. Um, I love I love having a first name. I love being a Daniel on any platform. It brings me more pride than it should. Uh, so you know, it's also cheating if you are the person who is helping build the platform because you kind of get yours yeah. at the start. Uh, I, I have a feeling that's a, a perk of anything. Uh, I wonder who's Sam at gmail.com. I would like to know who this person is. I'm Do just you? glad I got Sam heard at Gmail. I mean, Sam having Sam at Gmail would be miserable, right? Like it's oh, just terrible. You're right. I bet that must be somebody's random. There's a, there's a Daniel AG out there who has danielag.com. He registered it like three months before I registered my name domain. So I have a middle initial E and he got Daniel AG at Gmail right before me. And that guy has literally stolen weddings from me, right? Like he's a, he's a photographer too, or was a photographer back in the day (laughs) in 2006 or whatever. And, um, you know, at that time I was only shooting weddings word of mouth, right? Like for friends Mm. or for extended family acquaintances, whatever. Um, and so I didn't have like a full wedding portfolio. So all of my work was referrals like, Hey, we like this guy. He was relatively cheap. Come through. Um, 
And when they would do the email wrong, uh, this happened twice over like three years, they do the email wrong to Daniel Ag. He would accept it. Wow, and then, that's yeah. crazy. So like he just Ugh. has like has shot a wedding, uh, and like <laughs> was not as good as me. Like noticeably well, sure. worse. Um, Shocking yeah. that somebody who needs to get their bookings through, you know, cloak and dagger would would be worse than you. I've had the similar problem. There's another Sam. I forgot his last name. He's great. But and, and actually, I don't. I can't say with confidence that they've ever uh, taken weddings from me because I just don't know. But I have had uh, people. Another Sam Mule or Sam in Lynch from Lynchburg, Virginia. That's like where he's based his whole business. I have had clients email me and say, "Hey, we were talking to another Sam and we thought it was you." And then we, I don't know how they realized, but they said we realized it's the wrong Sam. So hi, and I'm like, well, if I'm getting this, maybe this has happened twice now. Then it must be occurring more than that. It, it, like over. The, past yeah. decade and then there's another samuel heard based in baltimore who's a photographer Oof. and have people we met have found samuel no but, uh, he doesn't really do weddings but people have found his instagram and been confused about why my work looked like that because it's like baltimore stoop type pictures you know kind of pretty but not <laughs> a professional impression you want to make on potential wedding clients so i was i am inviting samuel hurd to the glass meetup that we're gonna have in Sam- okay samuel hurd photos be- yes oh yeah and here my he phone is, wasn't boy. being used as uh my continuity camera right now i'd look him up yeah so it sounds i like found him he's he is he's you know you have i would say a stronger portfolio Let's, let's put it at that. But Sam, you'll, Samuel, you're going to love glass. You're going to have a great time. Come through, buddy. Uh, yeah, if well, you're on He's there. not active on Instagram. It was 158 weeks ago. I don't think he's going to get my invitation, my yeah, my personalized invitation to come to yeah. our glass meetup. Um, yeah, that's the thing. People, uh, like, once... So there's I am Sam, which would be my preferred username across most platforms, but that's always taken, and it pain, it's so painful to just have the perfect username, right? And I've seen other companies go through this, like newer ones, and the 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 handle that exists on the platforms they need is inactive for like six years, and you email them and you're like, hey, you know, we could like, let's negotiate. You're, like, you're clearly not a professional. You're not active. Can we figure something out? And you just never hear back because. They probably don't even use the app anymore, like at all. Uh, and I'm actually kind of curious what the legal process is if you own a trademark to actually present that to a platform like <sighs> I Instagram mean, and, and I, I've gone through them. it. It's not great. Uh, and it doesn't really they, work. Exactly. That was my guess. They just, um, so the, the, I worked, for I worked at a startup where we really wanted, um, we really wanted a, a very specific Twitter name and it ended up being like, like ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars that we just gave Whoa. a guy to then give wow. it to us. So that's rough, right? You know, like that's a that's a the guy who had the Instagram handle that we wanted for that same startup wanted fifty grand for it. He was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. You can leave me alone, fifty grand." And we're what? like, "Yeah, we we uh, Instagram's not going to be that big of a channel for us. So we'll just stick with our full name." <laughs> That works. I like I like your handle. It's it's, it's nice. Uh, there was a one of my clients. One of my wedding clients has the username peaked, and all of the like single word, one word accounts get so targeted for phishing scams and yep. know, essentially trying to get hacked. And so she said she gets dozens daily, uh, and it's so problematic. She doesn't even she just auto filters whatever. Uh, stuff comes through uh, email from Instagram. It doesn't look at any of it. And that's just, I just can't imagine how, how frustrating and annoying that would be. I gave mine up. Uh, so I downloaded Instagram really quickly as everyone did. Uh, and I Not got, I, was I got years late. I got DA. Um, wow. yeah, yeah, which was incredible and it was great. And I loved it. Uh, right up until they released commenting, <laughs> Um, like tagging in comments because it yeah. used to like you when it launched it was just hey you know <laughs> uh, type your comment you can't reply to someone you can't get a tag you can't get a notification um, but at DA was a terrible thing for uh, being able to be tagged into just random people's messages and right. captions for like I'm at 
the club or I'm at the grocery <laughs> the store. Club. Right? Like, oh man, I yeah. didn't think through that. So okay, like, yeah. I finally would like I tried for almost a year after that was released to like hold on to it. I was like, no, I'm going to be DA. This is wonderful. I love having a two-letter name. I'm so fancy. And then, you know, I realized that it wasn't actually that big a deal and I could let it go and like have a happier life. <laughs> right? Like Yeah, it's I, so I've been dealing with something sort of in this orbit uh, just in the past week and a half. There's a famous football player named Sam Hurd. Same sure is. He's only a few years older than me or maybe my same age. And uh, was in, uh, got busted selling drugs and uh, was put in prison for a decade. And he just got released last week. So a whole new flood of news articles have now like upended so much of my SEO in random ways. That's like really hard to predict. But essentially my name is now buried uh, unless you add the photography to it. Uh, I mean, it'll probably only be temporary. The same thing happened when he was originally arrested. <laughs> so, uh, and then there's additionally a person squatting on the uh, samherd.com domain who I've reached out to. It's totally unused, but uh, no dice. I think it's a person who named their kid Sam and uh, they're and just they're holding on. Yeah. That's yeah. the kind thing to do. We, um, I used to work in a domain company. So like I used to sell a tool that, uh, well, that like GoDaddy and like WordPress and squares. So like if you've searched for a domain on Squarespace, you used the tool that I sold. Uh, it was a terrible time in my life. A lot of flying, a lot of bad conferences, but I now know just way too much about domains and how to get them and, or how much they're going to cost. And it's just a terrible, oh. it, it's an interesting industry. A friend of mine, uh, just started a, a new business venture called impossible things and somehow was able to get things.co the domain name, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It just cost them 20 grand. <laughs> yeah, probably. No, no, that's not a joke. It just cost them 20 grand. That's all. Uh, we got, well, that's it. That's it. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, not, maybe not for a company, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it could have been, it could have been closer to 50, but it, that's probably low. They probably negotiated and then no one gave a deal on something. Uh, is, it, any, uh, is, it, is that something that's generally done directly to the current owner? Or is it like via anonymous auction through a broker? Like, uh, you usually use a domain broker and make the offer. So like domainagents.com, you, okay. you know, like put in a bid, they contact the person, make sure the offer is presented. And then the person says yes or no. Uh, but things.co is definitely owned by like a professional domain squatter. Uh, like, you know, there are people who like have retired to the Cayman islands, uh, to just I mean, live out their days on the beach. Like- the early nineties type folks who just scooped up everything they could. Yeah. Or do you think they were like the actual architects, like a few people that were like, ar- like architects of how all that stuff was. Uh, like no, it's, I can, I can is too much of a mess okay. for the real architects mm-hmm. f- to be able to like swap in, uh, and okay. just, Oh, oh haha, I bought these thousands of domains for me. They just knew, and bottom when they, you know, like placing a bet, uh, like imagine if your yeah. NFTs were ever worth something, that would be this, right? Like interesting. Okay. Yeah. The yeah, original, yeah. the original internet. Wow. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Cause mm. you know, they, they're real things. Uh, I, I definitely went in and swooped when they opened up the, um, like dot photographer, dot photography, uh, yeah. instead of dot com. I bought, I bought a bunch just cause I was like, all right, if I can get Washington DC dot photography, uh, and forward that to my regular yep. website that I normally have. Maybe that would benefit me in some way. I don't know that it actually has, but it absolutely has very little, but it okay. has, right? <laughs> so like, yeah. you know, the, the Same 80 way. bucks or whatever that you're paying for your renewals, that's fine. 40 bucks. It's great. Uh, I need to go through and do a purge. I also bought a ton of emoji domains like three years ago on dot WS or dot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Something yeah. like, I can't remember, but they're, I mean, they're just sitting in an account that I pay for forever. Yeah, uh, dot, uh, dot .fm and dot .am also allow emoji domains, and they had a... But that's a whole... like oh, It's a mess, right? Like, domains are such a mess. The guy who owns dot .fm is a, a very, very nice man, like, just generally an enjoyable guy. 
Uh, he's a he's a dude that lives in San Francisco. The okay. The the caveat here or my salt is this information's years old. He might have sold it. He might have okay. given it back. Whatever. I don't want to bad talk this guy. But uh, he owns and operates and gets all of the money from Dot FM. Uh, which wow. is a geo uh, TLD, which is called a CC TLD, a country code uh, top level domain is what TLD stands for. Uh, he just like stole it from the Federated States of Micronesia. Like wow. it was provisioned for them and then he bought it. Dot FM. Wow. And now has dot FM <laughs> and makes all the money from that and a small, Crazy. you know. Uh, colonized tiny set of islands gets zero dollars same with dot io like uh the dot io is a is a little island in uh, right. a service uh, for the indian there. ocean but like people own it <laughs> not not the country right I so like, i didn't realize you could uh, own the that portion of the the address the, yeah there are also there are also weird parts about it uh yeah it's called the registrar versus the registry so the registrar is the person yeah. that's selling it the registry is the one who is offering the goods to be sold to you so mm. like registrar is like godaddy hover whatever and then there are the registries who run the domains such as like uh verisign runs dot com uh yeah. There there's an entire corporation that runs dot org. And so like they all run these incredibly profitable businesses, right? Like owning especially the like set ones, like Verisign is set for life because dot com is always gonna be just making money forever, yeah. right? Like it's like the one country code for the US. Like, it's not yeah. changing. <laughs> it's uh, well it's no dot US is the country code for the US. We just oh, they, I meant as a was, phone number. Like oh yeah good for yeah i mean right so like they lucked out but then you can also have these smaller ones that just run you know like the um some of my favorite people in the domain industry are uh they're they're a registry called pork bun uh and they're the people <laughs> who run uh dot nice. design and dot gay and <laughs> were like very thoughtful with dot gay and like rolled it out very slowly didn't exploit uh the gays for our money so we can have dot gay domains right so uh you know like really lovely stuff but sometimes it's people who just take a domain from a country uh, country <laughs> in the mid 90s and are now you know like wealthy as hell um dot i mean like dot ly went down uh because uh you know we invaded libya uh in like 2000 and 11 or whatever that was so like bitly just disappeared for like yeah six days or something like that just poof they were gone because the registry that ran their domain was disappeared so that's why they have bitly.com now Uh, it's odd to me the the one that i hate generally i do a poor job of remembering anything that's not a dot com but uh, the one that really irks me is is Linktree. So we have a Linktree for anybody listening who hasn't seen it. Don't, you don't really need to if you're already listening. But it's linktr.ee is the... Dot .ee. And then it's you know, forward slash whatever your handle with the service is. But it's just such an odd way to split something up. Just They should have just made... Estonia. Well, I wonder if from Estonia. Or they I know, I like, I, I know someone that works at dot ee, and it, she is wonderful. I yeah, adore her. I have a, a professional crush on her. She was so much better at my job than me. She's <laughs> such a great salesman, and like every time I would just like watch her sail at like an event or something, I'd be like, wow, I should get better at this, right? Like I'm, a, I'm an exceptional salesman. I'm just this but with a purpose, right? Like I just, okay. pre- I'm just me yeah. and then I'm silly, LOL. And then suddenly, uh, you've signed a contract and now you're paying us 10 grand a month or whatever. I looked like an amateur salesman compared to her. It was incredible. Uh, that was, a, that was a, like that. It's nice to be around them. Uh, that was a very nice, uh, walk down domain memory lane. Uh, anyway, so photos, uh, Sam, Sam, you mentioned you had some follow-up questions, I believe. something. Yeah, like it's not so much a f- question as much as it's just somebody on the, the YouTube uh, channel who's asking for some additional discussion about pain points while shooting weddings and why we do it the way, or why I do it, I suppose, the way that I, that I do. Um, and I am curious. We have had previous earlier episodes where we talked about 
uh, kind of harnesses and things like this. But the specific comment is, great topics. You should do another discussion on pain points, shooting a wedding, and why you work the way you do. I use a double harness because I have several several primes and use a mini bag sling for batteries, SD cards, prism, copper pipe, etc. for the special moments. I don't want to miss key moments, etc. but would love to hear more of your reasoning. It's really interesting. Okay. Thanks, Can I Robert. speak my truth? Can I, can I speak my truth to Robert? Apologies oh, you're if wearing this sounds the same rude. shirt you were wearing when we recorded. No, it's different. Listen, I wear I wear a <laughs> rainbow all the time. My my truth is people shoot with too many lenses by far. You, you need you need two maybe right. But yes, like let's agreed. get let's get serious. You could probably do it with just a solid twenty four to seventy. Like it's well, not, uh, definitely. I understand. Definitely I understand can. why people want prime, like a prime fifty or a eighty five one point two, right? Like, I understand. But if you give yourself the constraint of two lenses, you're going to have such a better time once you're used to it. Totally agree. So my go to is first of all a sling bag, not a harness, because a sling bag is way way easier to carry all that extra stuff without having to constantly have a balanced harness with like two cameras strapped. We talked about this before. So I, I don't understand the whole fixation on the harness approach because it's just, you have to now be carrying two cameras all the time. I usually like one with a couple lenses in a bag and all that extra stuff that he mentioned, copper pipes, prisms, I may or may not use, it's with me. But at any given time, I have one camera, unless it's the ceremony, then I'll sling another one around my other shoulder and uh, generally, I, I choose the ceremony for that because it is fast action. I like to have a slightly longer lens when people are at the start of the aisle as they walk toward me. I literally have this like baked into how I approach it. So as they uh, walk toward me, I, or at the back of the aisle, imagine that, people start processing in. I, I, I'm shooting landscape orientation with the uh, tighter lens. As they get about halfway down the aisle, whatever, I'll go vertical because I still have headroom uh, yeah. vertically as they're really close right? So I'll take a few more frames of that and then switch uh, either by dual gripping with the upside down <laughs> ninja grip, my other camera, or uh, just having it like slung around my, my shoulder high enough or my neck high enough that I can just push the button while looking. So that would be my wider like 24 lens. That So I'm getting like landscape, uh, pretty wide, nice shot with a tighter, uh, shallower depth of field and a tighter frame. Nice standard safe vertical portrait orientation shot as they're about halfway down and then a backup sort of super 24 or even wider sometimes uh right when they're like essentially next to me and that's a really nice routine to to get into without having to uh, yeah use a zoom or what have you um it's also nice to have a backup for ceremony moments like that so like a whole separate backup body in case there was like a critical error, like overheating or memory cards full or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's the only time of the day where I consciously choose two cameras and I have those lenses. Now, I think another interesting thing to talk about, maybe if you want to segue into this is the, the focal length choice. A lot of people struggle with uh, how to choose a prime lens focal length or even a zoom lens focal length. And I generally recommend people start with a 24 to 70, like exactly like you said. And then at the end of the year, pull up your Lightroom catalog, which you should have one per year, and sort. <laughs> but also by a focal mega length. one, also a full, <laughs> also every a mega photo. one. We can talk more about that. I've been having so much fun. God. It's like a weight has been lifted from my soul to have, uh, yeah, I bet uh, everything in one epic catalog that's running like real well on my old computer. I'm very surprised. Anywho. Zoom lens, 24 to 70, 70 to 200. That should be your bread and butter maybe the first couple of years. And then pull up your, your focal lengths and all the zoom range registers by millimeter. Uh, it doesn't like snap to a standard close thing. It'll say 33 millimeters, 37 millimeters. And you can look for peaks and valleys in, in those numbers to see where your eye trends. If you're, if you're struggling with, should I buy a 35 or a 50? Uh, for me, it was very clear that I prefer a 50 millimeter. So I went 50, 24. If I had to choose just one lens though, I would choose a 35, which I never Hell use. Yeah. But the reason I would choose a 35 is because it's, if, if both other options died on me, my 24 or my 50 with the 35, it's wide enough to still do group shots and get like establishing scenes and stuff like that. Uh, but you can crop in camera to effectively make it a 50 millimeter. You lose some resolution, but you still get a 50 millimeter perspective. So you get the flexibility, way more flexibility with the 35 if you only had one. So that tends to be my 
okay, I need a backup lens while I'm traveling, throw that in there. My backup lens for when I'm at home, though, is the massive 28 to 70 f2.0. It's a zoom lens and it's huge, but it's really great for group photos, like family stuff, just to knock those out real quick. And uh, 2.0, shallow depth of field is notably different than a 2.8. Uh, and then, yeah, it kind of covers everything if, if I had critical loss <laughs> from all my other lenses that I like. I am a 35 man through and through. I'm Do whispering. Do you tend I'm to pair emotional. that with anything like an 85 or is it just the 35? So, I mean, scale? yeah, when I was, when I was shooting, um, portraits, cause I was a, I was a portrait photographer. That was my like real thing. Uh, I shot you know, 15 or 20 weddings a year, but I shot like a hundred portrait, 200 Mm. portrait sessions a year. Um, so my, my, uh, was a 85, 1.4 and, uh, 35, 1.4, 1.2, um, 1.4. Cause I couldn't afford the 1.2. Cause that one, is there a one, two, uh, there is, it's a, it's a Canon. Uh, I guess that might be the 50. I don't remember. Whatever. I, I'm, I'm a 35 man through and through. I will <laughs> like, whenever I am shooting, um, walking around like just street photography, always a 35. Oh, okay. uh, like there, I've seen people who sh- shoot 85 or like 70 to 200 for street photography. And that just weirds me out. I can't like <laughs> me personally. I, you know, like the photos are incredible, right? Like I've done it. I've been like, Oh my God, I would love to get that flat of, uh, focus, right. Of sure. just like super sharp pin drop and then nothing behind them on a like a street portrait incredible can't wait and then like i check it out and my eye just does not work for like it's anything tough. best yeah. like 85 my eye yeah. is just not it um it's also really obvious uh that lens is huge and a 35 uh, can be nice and compact uh, yeah. comparatively my favorite uh street lens just since you mentioned street photography is actually a tilt shift, the 45 tilt shift. That Reason massive being, thing that you left on? No, that was the... a 24, and okay. that was massive because it was also through an adapter. Uh, but the 45 tilt shift, especially the Canon one, is, is small, small and compact. But you get, since it's a slice of focus um, from anything super close to you or really, really far away, you can kind of just walk around. And as long as that slice is going through someone's eyes or face, it's in focus and you get added depth of maybe somebody walking through you in the foreground. And it's, it's really fun. I shot a lot with it in, um, Vietnam, uh, walking through their, their markets. And I combined it with using the articulating screen, uh, on the USR at a 90 degree angle. So I could be photographing people directly over like on the left shoulder of me and just walk. And it doesn't look, I hope I, they don't notice at all. Yeah that I'm, that I'm rolling off pictures. It looks probably like I'm just checking out the back of my screen to look at other photos and I'm not, I can continue moving, not have to worry about autofocus. If I'm walking into a scene because the slice is already established, I can just kind of massage it up and down like a, you know, quarter inch in either direction to get it precise and walk right into scenes that I can see coming up without having to pause and let the camera acquire focus. I can just, that's wild. So that, it's real fun. I kind of forgot that I did that. I need to, I'm not, I don't put myself in a lot of street photography situations, but you do, right? You still, well, great, you, great news. You seem to make, hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm moving to Baltimore and I'm going to make you walk outside with your camera. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I've actually said that anywhere yet. Uh, nor do I really want to like spend a lot of time on it because that's a weird, just like Daniel life thing. But yeah, no, that's, Baltimore. that's wonderful. That's a, hey, there's a fun thing. We're going to, we're going to, next week is a uh, previous pre-launch episode because I'm moving. Ha ha. That'll be great. Yeah. That's, that's a nice, that's a fun, fun surprise. international well, move for you. That's, yeah. I, we love an international move. Um, that's why I'm doing it for the third time or whatever this is. If, if the podcast really blows up, maybe we can like put together a live streamed podcast episode special, like once a year. It's just us at a table and like five people sitting in chairs watching us. (laughs) Yeah, we can do that already. Or 500 if we really, really make it big. Glasses, uh, I don't think glasses first uh, conference is going to be 500 people, but we'll find out, you know, spilling beans. Okay, so this week 
we had a very nice glass week. Uh, we released Highlights in App, which is very exciting for me. Uh, and it's also a fun little thing to highlight how uh, it works when you're working on and building a small indie product, right? You know, like... Yeah. The, so, so describe it, though. It's So it's a new tab alongside the yeah, community it, it's, it's, feed. It's kind of like a new feed. Yeah. Right. So uh, it is our... I mean, like, it, it's effectively our blog, but we highlight a lot of community members there. So, you know, here's a really great photographer. Here's a wonderful, you know, set of film photos. Here's our favorites from this month's category. Here's a new product, whatever. And so we have brought that in app. So now our explore tab has members and then highlights and then categories, cameras, lenses. Uh, there'll be one more thing that's added there at some point in the future. That is as far as I can go. It's probably, honestly, probably two things that are going to get added before the okay. end of the year. That's a secret. Uh, everybody. Here first. Yeah, but also don't repeat it in case Tom doesn't listen to this episode so I don't get in trouble for mentioning Tom, that there are more Tom, if you are listening coming. to this episode, can you message me just so I know? Because I'm curious if, if Tom actually does. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, how could he not? We're enticing. Uh, so we, you know, we launched highlights. I will say we, we sound noti- notably sleepier this time of day than our normal recording time. We're, oh, we're I'm off. jazzed. I'm thrilled. <laughs> okay. I can, I can amp up my energy. So highlights. I was, I was uh, ready to go earlier. I was sitting in the, so we had a role reversal. I was sitting in the Riverside recording lobby for like 10 minutes before you had to bail, which is totally fine. But I had just crushed three giant cups of coffee i was buzzing i was ready three cups of coffee yeah back wait are you are you a are you just a pot of coffee man uh i'm all over the place i do like uh, just little shots of espresso that's normally what i really load up on but uh, ever since i was in um the vacation place that i was at a couple like a month ago they had a, a wonderful Mr. Coffee Pot. That's all they had. And so I got oh, real God. used to. And I noticed that it seemed, I don't know if it was the coffee, specifically the beans that I was buying, but I, it, the caffeine hit me a lot better with like this just the classic pot of coffee. Oh, so I've been goodness. doing that more since I got, got home. So three I mean, cups. I, I love this for you, but also that's, you deserve good coffee. <sighs> anyway, so. Uh, we launched highlights originally in uh, November of 2021. So our first feature, you know, we launched in beginning of August, August 8th, I believe. Uh, okay. Or maybe August 10th. I don't know. But 8-8 eight, eight sounded nice. So that sounds, yeah, that oh. sounds right. I would have forced that one through. <laughs> anyway, wow, so, so then <laughs> uh, two weeks in, we removed the invite system. That was like, that was just for scale purposes we just didn't want that after break so we used invites to start at the end of september we rolled out categories uh mid-october we rolled out uh public profiles and then at the beginning of november we started doing highlights where we would highlight our community members start doing interviews etc uh and then in december was appreciations so that was more or less what we had had planned for the year and so at the end of december is when i started asking for highlights in app right Mm, i uh, as the marketer and community person it's really helpful and really nice to have a channel where i can talk to our members directly that isn't my own personal feed you know like people have to know to follow me or tom to see things like that we don't have a glass account on glass because we never liked (laughs) that Right. Like uh, personally, Hmm. I have never liked that when a, you know, like Instagram has an Instagram account and then everyone followed Instagram and you, uh, you know, originally you were just like forced to follow Instagram and, or like being, uh, they probably made that the default. Right. And then like being friends with like MySpace Tom, right? Like it always felt like that. And it's like, that's not actually how we want, you know, that's not how you build a community. That's not how you forcing anything on someone is not what we do. That's like part of our whole ethos. So we just like, forwent having a glass account on glass uh so a guy named chris has glass.photo slash glass i didn't realize you still made it an option that's yeah. interesting okay uh, well, hopefully chris, chris is a respectable he's a, guy. he's a nice guy he's he's uh he's not the most active member but he's he's lovely uh chris i hope you enjoy the additional followers from this accidental shout out uh so we you know so we started asking for it then right and it is now 
March 1st, 2023. So we went 14 months. I've been asking for this for 14 months. And so like that sounds like, oh, marketing's and, and communities getting ignored. Oh no, you know, what a dreadful time. But every single time that we've pushed it down the list, it's because I've been like, no, we need to push it down the list, right? Like the the stuff that we have launched between when I started asking for it and now are iPad. <laughs> oh. So it's like, okay, do do you wanna get do you wanna delay launching the iPad a couple of weeks to get highlights in the app or do you wanna get the iPad app out? Yeah. It's like And the iPad the- app one of my favorite iPad apps of all, all iPad apps, by the way. It's real cool. Oh, that is, I'm going to put that in our release notes or something in, in okay. the <laughs> iPad notes. So, you know, released the iPad app in February. Beginning of April, we released Glass on the Web. Uh, May, we released full also screen, good. like a full, proper full screen mode that went horizontal and like, you know, really beautiful high res photos on the iPad and the web and iOS. Uh, May we released bookmarks, and then we had a couple of months of like hard, brutal work on Glass Anywhere, which was opening up subscriptions on the web so anyone could sign up for Glass. Uh, mm. And then in September we released Glass for Windows. In November we released Glass for Android. In December we released <laughs> camera lenses or camera yes. and lens feeds. Right. So like when would we have slotted this in? And like the answer is now, right? Like we slotted it in now. It's actually great timing uh, in terms of, I mean, the first post was announcing the podcast. So that I I feel like that was kind of meant to be. Well, so we, yeah. So at the end of December, when uh, we left Twitter and killed our most active marketing channel and we had to reestablish and refocus on internal channels, we're like, okay, if we really have to focus on our internal channel, now's like the time that this becomes necessary as opposed to nice to have. Uh, You know, if we had $4 million of venture capital in the bank, we would have had a junior engineer build this in a couple of weeks, months ago. It's a small team. Right. Uh, but they get shocked with my web developer and how long it, it's like a solid year for him to work with his guy to get everything coded up. Like this stuff takes a long time when it's just one or two people. Yeah. <laughs> long time. We're three. And like the list of the list of stuff that we're talking about launching is like huge, right? You know, like yeah. the, the most wonderful compliment that I get very regularly from friends in the tech industry there, they, they compliment how fast we ship things and then they find out the team size and they do it again, uh, which nice. like it's makes my heart amazing. sing. It just like feels really great because it's, you know, like the amount that we ship to us feels slow. I was going right? to say, like, it's probably a nice reminder for you. Like, yeah. Oh, like, this is normal. Okay. <laughs> I'm not right. just frustrated and we're there's not that, just like uh, poorly operating <laughs> as a team. Yeah. There's that, there's that meme that is going around. Um, that is, uh, you know, like a, like a, someone watering plants and like, just because it's taking a long time doesn't mean it's not happening or whatever it is. Tom and I have to say that to ourselves all the time, whenever the other person's frustrated or annoyed or whatever. Cause like to us, you know, we have a list of, uh, yes. like coming features that are confirmed that we are going to build in the next, you know, six to 12 months, we have a list of like 12 features, right? That we know that glass is going to have at some point in the next year, year and a half. And we have to like tweak prioritization around those depending on the needs, right? Like highlights wasn't going to get built and released right now, except we needed it, right? Like just to confirm, like the highlights I'm scrolling through right now in the app looks great. So did it it retroactively populated like all the old blog posts? Is that why there's a nice Yeah, so it connects our, it connects our web CMS to the app, which is very elegant. I like it. Bonkers, bonkers hard. Uh, Stefan is a wizard. Um, I could, you know, I could ask him how he did it. I kind of know how he did it in that he probably, my guess is he connected to Webflow's API, which is where we run our marketing website through and then brought everything over and then built a separate API that syncs between the two. That that sounds right. I feel like he said that in one of our weekly standups. So like he built an entire content system on top of the content system we already have genius level wonderful things and it was because i asked for it and i love that Whew. uh but you know so like we have these like 12 things that we want to get done this year right of the like these little features or you know some of them are big features or some of them are like 
uh, you know, we classify features around um, if this would be like a fun thing for our members that already exist, right? Like this is an improvement for our members that are already on the platform, such as hmm, I almost said a bunch of features that we're releasing soon and I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, I want to desperately ask you and spitball a bunch of ideas. Can you confirm or deny whether uh, or not you think you will ever allow for taking a photo within the app itself? Or do you think glass will always, you, is that, is that a thing you want? Um, only because I could see like one of our real old conversations. I think the first Oh my God. Right. Your three step click. Yeah. Like yeah. a little, it doesn't have to be that, but like if, if you had it, you could open up uh, the community to little fun challenges. And yeah. I think having it, um, having a camera within the app would be a necessary constraint to, to create like fun time-based challenges or geo-based challenges or something like yeah. that for people versus um not so anyway no i like i totally agree with you uh i'm not the one you have to sell on this idea right like that's a that's a <laughs> that's an end problem uh yeah so. that, that seems like it would be so like the very... the the bigger the bigger issue with something like that right is are we going to build a better camera than obscura or halide well, or i don't know that it would have to be it cool. it just have to be something that everybody had equal access to within the app that's yeah. the Halide, yeah, and I know, uh, but so like here's, even an Instagram level thing that didn't even have filters, I think, could be enough. Well, here's a, here's a really frustrating thing that like I know that would work really well, and it would make a bunch of people, one of our members mad, me included, but we would then all use them. Would be stories, right? Like stories. Yeah, would be we've dreadful. talked about that somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, I just like the idea of something auto expiring, but that I, I think would be no. There's no way Stefan could build that himself. <laughs> he would have oh, to. Yeah. Right? Stefan's a no, we're 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 all wizards here, right? Like the, Okay. They're, that, that's they're that's like, amazing. <laughs> there are amazing. like multiple cool. things that exist in glass that only exist because we're all really good at our jobs, right? Like okay. Stefan is a is a is a world class engineer and yeah. uh, like I'm an exceptional marketing and community manager and Tom is like one of the original best social network designers in the world, right? Like the Fair point. Okay. I got you. All right. And like I'm the sorry, only I'm other reason that we get like to do be... these things, right? Like the this was a fun moment for me to talk about how great, you know, the people I work with are. I threw myself in there because I wanted to sound cool. But <laughs> I you know, like I am legitimately pretty good at this. Um but like the uh the the issue is that that takes time, right? Like that's three months, probably three or four, maybe, right? So like that that's a third mm. of a year. Let's say let's say a third of a yeah. year. What other features can you get in there, right? Like right. highlights, while has been ruminating and being designed for a while, took about two and a half, three weeks, right? Like okay. once it was time to go. How long uh, do you think it's going to take before I can get a custom entry for the original iPhone camera that okay, doesn't write so you, anything to metadata, by the way? I don't think. It does, it does not. Uh, you are the second person. Uh, so you successfully uploaded one the, uh, like uh, two weeks ago and we had for a anybody curious, by the way, just put it in that one second. I just, before I forget, I spent forever trying to figure out how to copy any image off the original iPhone because you can't email it to yourself. Like, I mean, you can, but like, I wasn't able to get Gmail's old, uh, I map and pop stuff all I can't. So difficult. It. I ended up using uh, an app I've already already owned and used called iMazing, Ma uh, which does like really great fancy stuff for newer phones, but it still detected the original iPhone, and all I had to do was go to uh, browsing of the file system to, and then just, there's the file system's not that large at all. I just kind of yeah. click through a couple different trees, and there they were, all the JPEGs just sitting right there in a folder. I was finally able to bring them over. I tried to back the thing up. I tried to do all kinds of, of like proper, like they have photos as an option, but it would, it would start trying to sync just photos through the, the built-in tools the way yeah. Amazing is supposed to work with newer phones, and it would just hang after it looked like it was going to do something forever. So I would let it sit for days just thinking maybe something. And uh, 
you can even export like the entire. Uh, I can't. It's a very powerful app. I highly re- recommend it if you want some some kind of pro control over your your iPhone. But I love uh, I love that you found a way to slip in a niche app recommendation. Sam heard niche app recommendations, everybody. Uh, so you you uploaded one like two weeks ago, uh, and another yeah, yes, incredible yes. photographer. Uh, I'll link both of these posts in in the show notes. Uh, My named Shlomi. Not, so. Uh, Shlomi. Okay. He noticed that there. That? Uh, I sent the. I, I tapped it in the uh, in the chat here, but it oh, okay. is S H L O I M E, and then uh, his username is fourteen. So like Shlomi fourteen, wow, but you'll you'll see him. Uh, but three days ago, he was like, "Ha ha!" And then he emailed support about it because uh, someone tagged us into it and was like, "Hey, you know, let's." Let's get that in there. Uh, and so I, I think Stefan is just going to have to, like, force I mean, it. Right? There like just, must be just... It's probably going to be just these two photos. Yes. <laughs> Unless the iPhone... We're bringing it back. Weird, We're bringing the OG phone back. Um, yeah. We talked about the weird TikTok-y uh, thing that people are repurchasing the old 3G. Yeah. I'm guessing that that's happening because that's probably the, the first iPhone that most people could figure out how to send and get the photos off the thing. That's why I, think that's not right. probably I mean, it also was like thing. astronomically better, right? Like, yes, we, the original iPhone, you couldn't even take video. I don't know if that you still can. I have the most up to date version, but I should test that. Uh, anyway. So like we, we had these, you know, we, we had the, we had this wonderful little lunch, uh, this week and it was really fun, but now we have like a list of, we have uh, we have nine things currently in progress on our product board, four planned and twelve concepts, and all of our concepts are like pretty far along, right? Like most, you know, like most, when you hear concept, you think like oh, a two line thing, but like most of these, Tom has already designed the screens for for oh, iOS, very cool, and web, right? Like we we get high fidelity when we're pitching ideas and so we have these really long beautiful wonderful ideas and it's like oh cool we can work on glass for the next two years just based on this list that we already have and so for us this feels like dreadfully slow right like we're we're a product led marketing tool right like our our marketing is hey we have this great thing maybe you'll like to use it and that's kind of it, right? And so, like, whenever we aren't releasing features at, like, a really fast cadence, it feels like, oh, no, we're treading water, even though, like, we've been default alive as a company for a long time now. Um, there's a there's a saying in uh, tech communities where you're default dead or default alive. Like, if you stop working on it, will the company stay alive or will it die? Mm. Um, you know, based on, like, funding and uh, new subscriptions, et cetera. So, like... Sure. We're default alive. We like we have we've gone from zero to one, and then one to thousands. Like we have done the hardest part of this whole thing, and now we just have to be patient, and that feels harder. Yes, right. Well, I, let me ask you something. So, if you've got such a great roadmap of things or whatever, how how do you plan for unexpected changes in the market? The the so yeah, you know, Twitter collapses entirely, and suddenly there's a space for something or say right. Instagram, just like we're not longer letting people post just still photos. It has to be video. And it's like, well, okay. Uh, I mean, obviously you already support that, but some feature where you're like, Oh, okay. This wasn't even on a roadmap. Do you automatically bake that in as some buffer space to make room for things? Or would you just simply knock other, what were previously high priority things down the list? Uh, kind of the- usually knock down the list and, or ignore it. Right. So like okay. a, a great example of this would be like, <laughs> Uh, I NFTs. guess you don't want to be so reactive to everything that that's the thing. You're right. Right. Yeah. So like NF- NFTs started to explode in um, like oh, early. I, one or two. I sold one or two. Mm. I'm. I, I love that for you, Sam. I clear. <laughs> I, I, I made clear. it look nice. Uh huh. Yep. And I'm, no, I, I love. <laughs> it came with a commitment to destroy the original raw file. That oh, was my wow, thing. Wow, wow. I read about Ansel Adams when he would sell a print. It, it, he would commit to destroying the negative. It's like, oh, that's how you make something really valuable. Like, you make it, you force the scarcity. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't believe the best. The best part of the internet is that there's abundance, and so like building in artificial scarcity for 
a subset of wealthy people to make more wealth hate it anyway sorry not to not to go on the rant about it uh nfts came up in early 2021 right so we launched august 2021 but they didn't really take off until the end of 2021 and beginning of 2022 if we had shifted focus to trying to become the premier nft marketplace uh, we would have been spinning our wheels and we would have launched right around the crypto crash that wiped out the collapse two trillion of NFTs. Yeah. Right. So, and like, and we're not going to do it better than the actual blockchain developers that exist. Right. It's the same thing of like the camera, the like why we don't have it. It's like, that is there. Yeah. Makes sense. You know? Um, and so it's one of those things where, you know, like, the only thing that we really missed the boat on is I probably should have written the blog post that I started to write and then got scared about and like couldn't get the tone right on of like why NFTs weren't for glass. I should have written that and just published it and gotten, you know, a couple hundred users and members signing up from that. You know, like that was my mistake. That 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 was our missed opportunity with NFTs, not actually creating a marketplace where you could sell NFTs, right? And like we got we got a lot of requests, right? Like we, I don't know. In, oh, I'm in sure. A, it was well, like fever pitched craziness. And it never made sense to me as a, as a thing, but just based on the, like the content of what was being made in NFT. It was like AI art. <laughs> it was just nothingness. Really like, man, I, I meant to have a conversation this week about you and your like, like rage towards uh <laughs> ai Some art people yeah. uh and, and they're uh they're prompting but you mean the promptists? So, right so. i don't i, I don't want to talk about the promptest part i want to talk about how you can clearly see that these people are full of shit right and mm. or like wasting everyone's time but don't realize that that is what chat GPT does to people like me as writers. And yeah. you don't see the similarities there. I do see the similarities. Oh, okay. I, I understand cool. it. Yeah. I, I just can't, it's such a crazy <laughs> thing to talk about because you can't, you, obviously I like to, well, this has always been um, a habit of mine is sort of just saying something right on the edge of being just like mean but I, people are saying like, man, you're being so aggressive. And it's like, I don't think calling something that is essentially built off the stolen data of other artists that didn't, I think that is pathetic. Okay. So I don't think calling somebody pathetic is mean, by the way, but I do like to <laughs> use some type of language where it's like, it incites a little bit of pushback or at least thoughtfulness so that people dive a little deeper into the comments and read. But it's such a crazy topic to try and concisely state an argument around in something that would fit in a caption. We would need a couple of podcasts just to kind of explore all this stuff. But I can appreciate uh, that ChatGPT is essentially the text version of this. It's really problematic. But I think ChatGPT is also like in any way that a, a marketer or somebody who writes blog posts or, or things like this, like people are starting to realize that, oh, you, you can't really write a term paper and turn it in with, through chat GPT. You can maybe, again, use it as a collaborative tool to nudge you in a new direction, which I also think uh, AI is really valuable for. But there's so many layers to the discussion and people don't even realize. So I, I started to get people saying, well, you're being really hypocritical because you use AI editing tools. And it's like, okay, now we're talking about something different here. And people that haven't used a tool like Midjourney or anything on Stable Diffusion uh, don't understand that there's a complete difference between using a tool that's technically not even AI. It's really just machine learning with manually tagged models of millions of images or what have you to create the edit. But I've also trained it with my specific preset and look that I am wanting here. I mean, you can feed an image to something like Midjourney and sort of maybe make the case that that's the same, but it's not. <laughs> and it's really tough to try and explain to people and I don't even know. Like a lot of it is just still this like black box that nobody knows about. That hopefully all the lawsuits and um, everything that's coming out, you know, or been sort of trying to start in terms of litigation in the past couple months. But there was a huge win, and the big turning point for me to make that post um, that I did um, last week was the uh, the court case that so far has decided 
a, somebody who um, uh, su- submitted for a copyright for a comic book that was generated. All the art was generated using Midjourney. Uh, she applied for a copyright. I think it was a woman. Was granted it, and then they took it back because that's how crazy all this stuff is moving. Nobody even right. So the whatever whoever granted the copyright took it back, and then she sued with, with the help of uh, Midjourney's lawyers, by the way, which is kind of great great on them as a company. Like they to try to preserve their uh, existence, their yeah. existence. But you know, at least they're not like I don't, anyway appeal or I don't know where it was in the legal process. But they they determined that. She doesn't own the copyright to the art. She owns the copyright to the arrangement of and the the, the text written in the comic book. I'm assuming she didn't use ChatGPT. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, so she owns the arrangement. And so it's interesting that like you don't actually own the art out of Midjourney. Uh, you or you can't. Sorry, you can't copyright the art. But if you arrange it in a certain way, then now you own the arrangement or the copyright of the arrangement is fine and the copyright of the text if you use some what have you so very interesting case but i realized then like oh so you really really can just repost anybody else's ai art and legally uh there's nothing they can do about it they can't file a copyright claim on instagram i was curious to see because i'm sure the people whose work that i posted i'm sure they click the button like hey this is uh, stolen or something right ironically uh, but it's still up so i'm curious if instagram comes around um, with having to issue their own sort of policy toward that stuff i would assume they would just take the precedent sent by set by whatever most recent ruling cl- closely aligns with the situation they have to deal with but that was a, that was a mouthful it's been interesting uh, i've gotten hundreds of messages of support by the way like the, the debate <laughs> and some people in in the comments were back and forth and overall kind of balanced with where people were in in their opinion on everything, but I got so many people privately messaging me saying, so that added a lot of fuel to my, like, okay, I feel like I'm doing things right, but I also am experiencing my own echo chamber being, it's my Instagram account. But also the two, three people whose work that I reposted uh, just completely outright blocked me. And so that also, I was like, well, (laughs) this is what happens when you block somebody. If I can legally repost your stuff, I'm going to, and now you have no ability to to participate in in the conversation. So uh, maybe don't censor yourself if you're, you know, if the work speaks for itself, then just keep doing what you're doing and, and w- wade into the, the waters of debate if, if you have the time. Maybe they just don't care or have the time. But uh, I'm going to keep pressing this issue the more I learn and, and use these tools because I do use them myself enough to at least have some grasp uh, and some, I mean, I was giving talks on AI and photography years ago. Uh, you know, I'm not an expert, but I, I at least know the feelings that people are struggling with, like really intimately. So I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I was going to say we could talk about this later, but no, you just want, you want it now. I get it. I get it. We've all been <laughs> Well, there. I feel like you aren't the right person to really have a discussion with, because I, I'm assuming maybe you agree with most are of Are you saying that, that I am biased against <laughs> machines trying to steal my job? Of course I am. No, I'm not. I would love it if I could actually write a blog post with ChatGPT. That would be wonderful. Writing a blog well, post here's the is the favorite part. I, I'm kind of wondering day. if, you know, long term, if you look at this, like it actually, it's such a handicap that if you grow up with this kind of tool at your disposal, do you really ever get better as a, like, you still have to know whether that what it's giving you chat GPT or whatever else is good or bad. Like you have to play that role yeah. as curator. And if you don't spend the time to write things from scratch and, and make really crappy stuff by your own hand from your own mind, are you ever really going to be better than somebody who has done that and also has this tool? I don't know. Uh, I have a feeling. I don't know. It's a really tough thing to answer, but but in the end, does it actually make somebody who, okay, so this is maybe similar to a thread I was reading earlier, and I've come across this many times, so it seems, it's anecdotal, but it seems accurate, that people of the age of boomers, as it relates to technology on a whole, uh, struggle, okay, not not all, but many, you know, it's tough to fix a printing issue, or it's tough to figure out why the internet's not working. Okay, yeah. seems uh, based on I lurk in a lot of uh, teaching subreddits, like high school, middle school teachers, because they have really interesting discussions. Not the kids, but the teachers themselves. Yeah. Um, so they often say that kids now, uh, or Gen Z, 
struggle the exact same way because everything is so bulletproof. Like you, it's really hard to break your iPhone. Yep. Um, that it, they are now kind of balanced against the boomers and this sweet spot of millennials. Uh, you yeah. and I, it's you know, so great 15, to be a millennial. Whatever. Look at us. You got the, you got that <laughs> training of like, oh, okay, I broke the family computer for the third time this week and I'm staying up all night to try and fix it because I don't yeah. want to get grounded again. Like you have at least some core understanding of how these things work. And, and that I wonder, you know, could it play out in terms of somebody creating something using uh, an AI uh, prompt art generator? It's like they, they don't know why something looks good because they haven't done the the work to understand all those thousands of things you have to consider so it just trends everything toward looking the same and and, and more or less being boring uh maybe you know so you up these tools. you seem to be uh, uh a little bit more optimistic around the future of ai than i so i'm going to for prosperity i'm going to have my bananas uh hot take and then we're probably going to wrap it up because we're, we're already yeah, like an hour. Uh, I got to fly to Vegas. You got a flight tonight to Vegas. Oh yeah. You yeah. got to, you got to go present at your, your conference, your talk with your thing. Uh, please talk about how Santa great. Cruz, and then I come back the day. I think you are coming into town. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so my, my bonkers, um, my bonkers AI take is that all these tools are going to disappear in the next, uh, 18, 24 months. And, we're going to go back to, you know, just like NFTs. Yeah. It's, it's okay. that, it's that level of hype cycle in the venture capital based hype cycle of, we need that next thing so we can get our markups. Um, yeah. and that's a, you know, that's, that's just, I don't disagree are. with that. I think that that actually is totally possible. And the reason, um, I'm inclined to agree is the vast majority of people didn't realize. So I pulled uh, AI generated art from three different promptists people thought it was all from the same person i love uh, that you keep using the word promptus like that's going to make it a more legitimate thing no, I'm, I'm trying to make it sound even more silly than it actually is oh am i ruining the bit you're by by calling out how silly it does sound uh yeah, well i think it's a, an appropriate label uh and there is some if any art is occurring it is in the writing of the prompt i can completely relate to that but also Whatever. We don't need to go down this whole rabbit hole again, other than to say that it's interesting that even though people are using, I would assume, totally different prompts from one to the next, the art that's coming out of the uh, version three mid-journey model that everyone's using to create these photo, semi, CG, realistic things, uh, they all look the same, even though they're using different prompts and you know, supposedly making it uh, art. Okay, you, we're you, gonna yeah, so. check in. I'm writing. Uh, we're gonna check in at episode fifty and episode one hundred. Ooh, okay. <laughs> we're, like we're, we're 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 staying serious. One of my favorite like things that, uh, that happened was um, the day we launched Glass. Someone was like, "Yeah, it looks really cool and really fun, but I give it a year. It's not gonna last." And so, like, I bookmarked oh. that tweet and then like replied. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" Another you know, another like, gooberism. Oh. I have the same thing from my Patreon where people just shit comments of what well, I can go to you. Like, why am I going to subscribe to read your review of this bag? I can go to YouTube and, and see 50 different people. It's like, oh, I have so. Uh, so the gruberism is clam chowder. That's what he calls that. Clam those clam callbacks where you can, um, yeah, just kind of revel in the. Uh, all right. Well, I have set I have set two calendar reminders: fifty and a hundred okay. weeks out. So uh, we'll we'll check in on my bananas wow. claim. If we really do release one every week for a full year or two. I will be very impressed. Sam, it's in do. the name. It's called endless appreciation. It which endless. thank you everyone for listening. Uh, you know, I appreciate you saying. We are going to try and keep track of stuff with follow up. If you want to leave a comment, the best place to do that is probably the YouTube channel. Probably I don't really know. We'll just email us or. Um, like I do a little, I'm going to try and do a reel for each episode. So comments there would be fine too, but I don't know. Oh, by the yeah. way, what a weird, it said I had 130,000 views, but only 3000 when I actually clicked into the stats and well, 30 likes. So that reel did not do so well. I don't know why. Or it it's did. Who knows? 130. No, not, no data see. you're getting from Instagram is real. Okay. Like, like, let's be, yeah. let's be real here. It is a bot populated hellscape i well i'm just wondering now if they did the the tiktok thing 
uh, heated, is, as far as we can you? concern, completely uh, unregulated. And like all they did was give people fake views. Occasionally, they would let somebody go truly viral on their platform, but anything you uploaded would get 3,000 views. And people were, for whatever reason that I never understood, assuming that these were legitimate views. Like, yeah, we, just seeing the number there doesn't mean anything. So I'm wondering if Instagram just is like, screw it. We got to get reels pumped up. We're just going to. We're just going to fake our numbers. That would be, I would assume, illegal. But I think it's hilarious that you think that just started, as opposed to has always been (laughs) happening. Fair Uh, enough. I mean, to an extremely noticeable degree. But do you remember when Facebook literally destroyed journalism by making everyone pivot to video that was made up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their video. I don't understand how that. I mean, that has to be. It's fraud. It's illegal. Yes, but nothing was done about it. Yes. Crazy. Anyway, that's depressing. Uh, if you want to have uh, not made up data, just uh, sign up for Glass at Glass.photo and enjoy some nice <laughs> comments and a nice little community. We're going to have a nice little time. Boop. All right. Now that we've cut all of that out. <laughs> anyway, Sam, I appreciate you. Thank you for a wonderful week. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week in the past. Past me. We'll see you next week can't process that i don't do good with that kind of thinking but i'm excited to see you and uh, i'll be right off the beach of santa cruz Ooh, fancy boy all right well adios amigo uh outro music bada bing bada boom appreciate you it's like a clapping right like there's clapping in the